Welcome to Beyond the High Road, a podcast dedicated to healing your heart and life following the grief of alienation. I'm your host, Shelby Mulford, a twice-certified life coach specializing in post-traumatic growth. I'm also a target parent who felt like my identity in this world left me on the very same day that my sweet child did. After hitting my emotional bottom, I devoted the next six years to research and personal growth. Using proven concepts based heavily in neuroscience and psychology, I developed my own playbook for reintegrating with life and reframing my role as my daughter's mother in the midst of living apart from her. I went from feeling agonized, helpless, and directionless to feeling energized, confident, and most importantly, at peace. Today, I get to help other parents like you to do the same. If you're experiencing the effects of alienation and you're ready to heal, then this show is my love letter to you. Stay tuned. Hey guys, it is the second week in January and I have been busy bee getting the program ready for next month and I've just been working hard on that, getting together all of the materials and recording some of the videos and getting more and more excited as the days go by. And the further I get into this first course that I'm writing for you guys. Also, the website, they said that it would be up this week. Actually, they told me it would be up last week and I'm chomping at the bit. But they're telling me that by Friday it will be up. However, I'm, we'll see. I'm, I'm going to stay hopeful. It's going to be the same, my same website, beyondthehighroad.com. So check it if you're interested in signing up, getting the early bird for, for February 1st and to get all pertinent information about it. Maybe Friday. I don't want to put it out there Friday and then it not be there. That would That's like my worst nightmare. They keep telling me that it's going to be up, but then I know that we've had to make some rather large changes. So I'm also a little bit careful about that prediction or that estimate. If it's not, you'll notice because right now what is up there just says that it's under construction. So you'll know. I mean, it does have like basic stuff and like the podcast, but then it'll say under construction. If it's not up Friday, just keep checking back. So very excited about that. Also, just a reminder about the monthly drawing. For anyone who submits a review, your name will be submitted into a hat and I'll draw at the end of the month. Winner of the drawing will get a free month to the new program beginning in February. Ultimately, the goal is that each review provides us with a little bit more visibility and helps other parents like you and I to find us. All right, so I have two talking points today that have been on my mind, and I believe that they kind of actually go together. I was on another podcast as a guest on the High Conflict Co-Parenting podcast. And it aired like right before Christmas, like the 21st or 22nd or something like that. And I said something that I fully stand behind today. But when I said it, I wanted to kick myself because like I wanted to pull it back in, regurgitate it. I, I don't know. I wished At the time, I wish I would have taken the initiative to stop and continue the thought. But anyway, I didn't. And it is what it is. And it happened exactly how it was supposed to, is how I 
decide to think about it. And the whole topic came full circle after another event happened, which you'll hear about a little bit later in the episode. So here's what it was. I think it was like towards the end and he had asked me, do you have any final thoughts, any message you want to send out to parents that might be going through any sort of alienation situation? And what I came up with, and I can't remember all of it now, but basically I said something to the effect of, I just wanted other alienated parents to know that if they were missing their kiddos, that it was okay and they could find comfort in the fact that they could feel as close to their kids as they wanted to because relationship exists in the mind. And after we hung up from the call, I was just like, oh, Shelby, because that sounds like that sounds like a load of bullshit. If like if I heard that from somebody when I was fully in it and hadn't yet begun any sort of healing, I think I would have I would have rolled my eyes and turned the podcast off. Honestly, I probably would have wanted to just punch me in the face. I just it just sounded like ridiculous, but I fully stand behind it. And so I wanted to explain that for you guys because I think it is so it was another one of those things that was so important for me to understand in order for me to get here where I'm talking with you guys today on this podcast right is that relationship does fully exist in our minds any kind of relationship that we're in exists between our ears that is it because it's our perception of what that other person is doing or how they are acting usually is how we gauge how close we are with somebody, right? It's what we're thinking. Like, I think I've shared with you guys before my belief on our thoughts create our reality, right? The quality of our thoughts, your thoughts, is what is going to create the quality of your your existence, your living on this earth, right? And so this concept alone is what got me from feeling very victimized, right? I I walked around feeling a victim and that sucked because when you're feeling victimized, when you're feeling like you are a victim to something, then the result is you often feel stuck. You feel powerless. You feel slighted, taken advantage of, not knowing your next move, not knowing how to make your next move not feeling capable, not supported, all of that. There is a difference, and I know we've talked about this before too, between being a victim to something and being a victim of something. Like a person can say, I was a victim of sexual abuse, right? But being a victim to sexual abuse, right, means that you're still being victimized by what happened then. Does that make sense? So, and I think that the, although it's semantics and it's just a little shift in the words, like if you say that out loud to yourself, to try the two different phrases on, I think that you'll probably see how it does feel different, like physically and like emotionally in your body when you say it, right? So my point here is, is that the way that you think about everything is what dictates your reality, right? It's not the circumstances that come because you can see, you know, you line five people up and those five people can witness the same thing happen in front of them. And all five people will have a different thought about what happened in front of them. And 
each one of their lives will have a different reality, you know, based on that, on the story that they're telling themselves about the same event that happened in front of them. So the same thing applies when it comes to how we think about another person that we're in a relationship with, whether that's a romantic relationship or whether that's a familial relationship like, you know, like our children or like our parents, whoever it is, it's how we decide to think about them, our perception of them, of who they are to us, right? That's what forms the the bond. There There is nothing outside of us, like if there was like some force that made us feel closer together, nothing outside of each person in that relationship is creating any sort of feeling of closeness. What creates closeness is all up in between our ears and our minds, each one of our minds. And if you've ever been in a relationship, like, you know, a romantic relationship with somebody that, you know, let's say like you were ready to like peace out, like you were ready to go, you did not want to be in the relationship anymore, and they couldn't have been more in love with you. <laughs> and like, completely, I shouldn't laugh at this because like they were completely like blindsided when you decided to break up with them or vice versa, right? And happened the other way where you were completely blindsided because you thought everything was fine. This right there, that experience is evidence for exactly what I'm talking about here. So relationship really is dictated by what we're perceiving of it, okay? And so I think that that is such a relief because, again, I'm all about taking back your power, especially because being alienated parents, it's like an ongoing situation where we could feel for the rest of our lives, as long as we feel that it affects us, we could feel victimized every day, all the time. It would be very easy to be in that position, right? I know it's not easy in the long run. Really, it's the, the most difficult place to be in, right? But it would be easy to fall into that. I know I was in it, and I'm sure you have or were in that place too, right? That's why this way of thinking or this, this take on it is so freeing. You can apply this to like all areas of your life. The fact that relationship does, because I believe it's a fact, relationship does exist in our minds is good because that means that you have all the control over how close you feel with your child or children, okay? No matter what the circumstance is, you have control of that because it's in your brain. And yes, can other circumstances or outside situations or the other person make it more difficult for you to exercise that right of yours to think about them however you want? Yes. One thousand percent. People can absolutely make it more difficult when people are acting loving and how we think they should act. Then, of course, we love that. It's easy to love them then. Right. Because they're behaving how we want them to behave. Right. Or how we think they should behave. But when they're not behaving that way, we think in our minds they shouldn't be doing this. So therefore, it's harder to love them. Okay. But what happens when we sort of shoot ourselves in the foot, basically, by saying, well, why should I love them? Look what they're doing, is then we end up suffering. We are the only ones that end up suffering. Anybody who chooses to not love is suffering. 
then. Because when you love, the act of love really truly affects how your quality of life is. When you choose to not love, that also affects your quality of life, right? So, you know, I guess you can always ask yourself, what is it worth? Is, is this worth experiencing the effects of not loving this person? Is their behavior so bad or so whatever that I want to experience the adverse effects of not loving them, right? Or not feeling close to them. And like, it doesn't mean that you have to be dishonest with yourself or deny what their actions are. It just means that if you are honest with yourself about all of it and then weigh your your options, like what what is this worth to me to actively dislike or actively be in opposition? Because love always feels better. It always feels and moves better in us, right? So when we're choosing to not love and be in opposition to it creates a lot of suffering for us. So there's no wrong or right answer to how you decide to view each one of your relationships. There are times when it's worth more for you to protect yourself than it is for you to experience the effects of love or to not experience, I should say it this way. Like you would rather experience the adverse effects of not loving somebody as opposed to opening up and not protecting yourself. Because the reason why we do anything that we do, when, you know, when we act defensive or when we ever look back and like, oh, why did I act like that? It's the answer is always because you were trying to protect yourself. I can almost guarantee that. Okay. So it's either that you're trying to protect yourself and, and you are choosing to n not love, right? B because you're protecting yourself or you're deciding to love. That's what it boils down to. Okay. So what I would like to offer you is no matter what you decide is that you actually do make the decision. Like know your reasons why you're choosing however you're choosing to feel about any relationship that you are in. And by the way, let me just say this too. This one I really did not like for a long time, but even those people that you do not necessarily like, right? especially those people that you do not necessarily like. If you spend time thinking about a person, then guess what? You're in relationship with them. It's true. It's that's God's honest truth. Because relationship, what? It exists in our minds. And if we're having an inner dialogue about a person, that is a relationship to them. Yeah? You may not be in this active, there's no public view on your relationship, or maybe there is. But yeah, you are in relationship, especially with those people that you spend time stewing over, okay? That thought used to piss me right off. I felt violated <laughs> when I first learned that. I'm thinking back about that now, and oh, I literally, I felt completely violated. But I was doing it to myself. Because, you know, because I was entertaining all of the scenarios and all of the, the hypothetical situations and the made up narratives and like the conversations that never happened between me and the person, you know, I would have these like imaginary conversations how they would I think that they would respond to this completely hypothetical situation. <laughs> it was crazy, right? But I, I was creating that suffering for myself, right? 
I was adding so much. I was invested in this relationship with this person I really, really resented. Anyway, so relationship exists in your mind, okay? And the second point I have to make is that, and I've already sort of been alluding to it anyway, is it doesn't matter if the thought is true. It matters if it's helpful. It doesn't matter if the thought that you're having about the other person is true. Like, but they did this, but they did that. It doesn't matter whether it's factual. If it's not helpful, it's not propelling you forward, right? So that's all that matters. True, not true, doesn't fucking matter. Is it helpful for you to continue to think, okay? That is probably the biggest and best advice I will ever give you. I don't usually hand out advice, but if I was giving you like words of wisdom, it is doesn't matter if it's true. Is it propelling you forward? Is it serving you to continue thinking it? Okay, I I will repeat it and repeat it and repeat it because I truly do. I think it would be so helpful for you to continually ask yourself this question when you notice that you feel stuck. Okay, and when you feel like you are in a thought loop, right, and you're just ruminating about any situation or scenario that has happened or is going on in your life at current or that happened in the past, especially the ones that have happened in the past, because the past is behind you. Shut it down, you know, so work with what you have today so you can be present today and work towards what's ahead of you. Right. So that stuff, when you know you're thinking about the past and old scenarios, remind yourself that you're here, you're here in the present, but ask yourself the question, is this thought helpful? Whether it's true, whether it's factual or not, is it helpful for me to keep thinking this thought? And if the answer is no, like don't beat yourself up over it. What I propose is that you get curious about the thought. Like, huh, why am I choosing to think this thought? That would be the way that I would handle that is, well, huh, that's funny. Out of all the thoughts that I could be thinking right now, why am I choosing this one? And then, like, if you can poke some holes in the thought, true or not, poke some holes into how it's serving or not serving you, then your mind will just start to drop it on its own and you won't have to do anything about it. But when you beat yourself up about the thought, that'll just double it. Okay. So always always, always ask yourself, is this thought serving me? Okay. True or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Because you can be right. Like, do you want to be right or do you want to be free? This is it. This is it. Okay. So the reason this came up is because if you guys heard the impromptu Christmas episode that I put out there, I was talking about how I was making this whole digital photo album thing for my daughter and putting them all on a thumb drive and sending them off. But it started as this project where Hallmark has these cards out now. If you guys don't know, these are amazing for parents like you and I. So it's the Hallmark has these cards where you can actually send like digital files with them. And so you upload it online. And then once they get the card, they can scan it and go see whatever photos or videos you wanted to share with them, right? This is how this project originally started. It started like months ago. And long story short, this simple card turned into me going and getting the files off the old computer, which then turned into thousands, thousands, three, over 3,000, 3,500 
photo and video files that I sorted through, edited, and organized. It was like just kept getting bigger and bigger because, of course, the people pleaser in me, once I started, I wanted it to be perfect, right? So anyway, I what was going to be the card turned into, okay, this will be a Christmas present, which would turn into, okay, it'll be a late Christmas present. And so when I was talking to you guys on Christmas Eve about it, I was offering you guys, you know, just some words of hope and encouragement and letting you guys know that it does get better and that if you're not there yet, that there will be a time where you can go through old files, something I thought I could never do. And turns out through this work, it was something I truly, I enjoyed thoroughly. And for so long, as I've shared with you guys, you know, I couldn't even walk into her bedroom without breaking down. So... It was such a pleasant experience, and, but, but, and, as I say, I spoke with her uh, a few days after Christmas, and it was a fine conversation. I won't get into the details just to protect her privacy, but I will say that I left the conversation, my feelings were hurt. I hung up the phone, and I a little bit wanted to cry. I was sad. I mean, it wasn't like the end of the world, but I was a little bit disappointed. Okay. So let's just put that story aside for a moment. I still had another five full 10 hour days of sorting through all this stuff. Right. And so I came across these pictures of like a lot of my friends. Few of the friends were couples, right? They were married before. Whenever these pictures, whenever I took these photos and videos, and currently, they're not still married. I hope I can make this full circle the way it is in my brain. But when I was looking at these photos and videos, I felt so close to these friends of mine. You know, I hadn't thought about some of them weeks, some of them months, a couple of them for years. They hadn't crossed my mind. I live in a different state now, and so I don't run into them like I used to. But I felt so connected to them and with them. After seeing all these photos and videos, like family connected, okay? And I noticed like I had a warm, like happy, just an, an amazing feeling all around. Like I felt like not alone. You know what I'm saying? They were just really, really close-knit relationships that we held at that time. So anyway, fast forward some years and things aren't the same as they were back then, right? For their lives alone, like some of them are divorced. And then also, of course, for my life and where I am and the person that I am today, you know, but I still felt that closeness and it felt great. And what I noticed is that it was very interesting to me is that in that three day period of time and after that conversation with my daughter, I noticed I did not feel as close with my daughter and in connection with my daughter as I think or thought that I should have after going through thousands of photos and videos compared to my friends where I felt all the warm fuzzies with them, right? And it was all as a result of the story I was telling myself about my daughter. Do you see? Like, the photos and videos that I was looking at of my friends, their lives, everything, this was not reality anymore. This was the past, okay? And I loved those moments and I loved being able to feel that closeness and that connection with them. But it really is that existed in my mind because those 
the way that I was feeling, that's good. I'm going to use that to propel me, right? Because I'm choosing to continue that feeling and those loving thoughts towards my friends. But after that conversation that I had with my daughter, in that moment, it was harder for me to love and feel connected to my daughter because of the story that I was telling myself about what she had said, right? It was crazy how it all came together. I don't know if I'm making it sound as profound as it was. But but once I realized that, it was like a light bulb moment for me. Like, I believed this for a long time, that relationship exists in our minds. But it was just such a brilliant example of that to me, to see the comparison between these friends and how that their situations and everything in the world has changed. Yet I could still feel that connection with them from back then right? And I'm able to pull that connection to today, no matter what is going on, right? But then with my daughter, for whom I just organized 3,500 photos and videos, I didn't feel that same closeness. And this was all under my control. And that's not bad or good. It's just that I was having a more difficult time getting there because of my feelings of the way that I felt after the last phone call. So I guess it was just to me, it seemed like a beautiful example and so indicative of how we respond when other people don't treat us the way that we think that they should treat us. When in fact, even the thought that she's treating me any specific way doesn't serve me. It isn't serving me. She didn't treat me any specific way. She acted in a way that reflects on what she is thinking and going through in this moment, right? That thought serves me much better. Obviously, I don't ever want her to be feeling any sort of pain. And if I could prevent that, I absolutely would. She's going through, just as teenagers do, she's currently having thoughts that I can't change. On top of the fact that she's not chosen to be in this triangle, in, in this alienation situation to begin with, and all of the stress that I can imagine she's feeling. The fact of the matter is, there are circumstances that I can't change. So I want to choose words and thoughts that provide, like, give me agency, help me to take responsibility and move forward in the most loving way for both her and me, as opposed to getting caught in that thought loop and in that last part of the conversation with her and then feeling distance from her. Because when we think, oh, they should treat us some other way, our defenses go up, right? My defenses went up, even though my daughter didn't see my defenses go up. My daughter wasn't feeling what I was feeling, which wasn't necessarily any ill feelings, but there was like, you know, there was a wall, right? But it was a wall that I felt. And if I allow that to continue, the next time we do have a conversation, I will have created all this distance in my head, and that will be evident in the way that I show up. I will act distant. And so then it's just this self-fulfilling prophecy. When I'm not feeling love and warmth and connection, then I know that it's just from my thoughts. Yeah, she could say or do something that would make me think that it's harder to choose love in that moment. But I don't want to become a victim to that. I just want to choose how I want to interpret it. 
how I want to take it in or if I want to take it in. So no matter how true we think something is, right, a thought that we're thinking is, no matter how somebody quote unquote treats us, if we are choosing to focus on that and that alone and it's not serving us, then it's something that is worth looking at. Okay. So would you rather be right or would you rather be free? doesn't matter if it's true. It matters if it's helpful. Okay. That's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week. As usual, you guys know that you are always welcome to send in requests for topics that you would like me to discuss. And also just remember, if you haven't already, click that follow button and keep listening for announcements regarding February 1st when the new monthly program comes out. I'm really excited about it. I hope you guys are too. Okay. Bye guys. Thanks so much for listening today, guys. I am so elated that you've chosen to share your time with me. You can find me on Instagram at Beyond the High Road Coaching. And you can also visit my website. If you liked what you heard today and you would like to hear more, please click subscribe so that you can be notified of new episodes. And um, thanks again, y'all. You are already in my heart. Till next time.